0: What's up, everyone? Ryan Larkin back with another edition of the Daily Fantasy Racing Quick Picks on the Mayo Media Network. Took a week off last week, had some stuff I had to handle at the house, so wasn't able to get a video out. Sorry about that, guys, but we're back this week with a, a fantastic race at Texas to cover and to give you some DraftKings plays for. So uh, we'll jump right into the video as always. Um, I appreciate you guys checking out. If you can real quick, like the video, subscribe to the Mayo Media Network, and then you know leave a comment. And let us know what you think about your plays. Um, Texas Motor Speedway, 1.5-mile intermediate track, one of the most difficult tracks to pass on uh, probably in the history of NASCAR. So track position is going to be vital. We're going to see teams really work in pit strategy to try to get their guys out front. Um, And it it appears that the field is extremely close. So from 1st to 25th seems like as close as I can remember any race being, uh, which is really cool to an extent but can make it really hard to predict. So should be a fun race, an exciting race. Could be a tilting race if things get crazy. Um, So it should be an interesting one for sure. We did have a race here earlier this year with this new car. uh, That was the all-star race. We saw tire issues. We saw a couple of drivers had tire issues early. Uh, Kyle Busch had the most notable one. He was leading the first 47 laps before he had tire failure. Ross Hestane plowed into the back of him, had that big spectacular crash there. Took out Chase Elliott as well. Those were probably the top three cards in that race, at least what it appeared early. Uh, I believe Kyle Larson had a tire failure that took him out as well. So we had a, a lot of weirdness in that race. And then we, of course, ended with Ryan Blaney winning the also race with his window net down and all types of weird shenanigans. So um, there is some information we can take from that race. The biggest one being passing the leader is super, super difficult. So we're going to love you know, whenever we see our guys up front. Uh, if we if we see our guy in the lead, we're going to expect they're going to dominate for a while. So that's really, really cool. Um, passing, as I said, will be difficult, though. So playing pace, place differential drivers could be tricky. Um, but if they can just flip strategy, use pit, pit calls to get themselves towards the front half of the field, they can maintain track position. I believe if we look back at the all-star race, um, the all-star open, actually, with Corey LaJoy, I, I can't remember if he took two tires or, or just flat out stayed out. But it seemed like he was able to get to the front and then basically just stayed there. He was able to stay at the front and all-star open for the most part, even on old tires, because quite frankly, the track position was so much more important. Um, So that's one of the the things that's going to make this slate tricky. We're going to struggle to to really be able to pinpoint who the best players are going to be, because it can be anyone. And as far as dominators, it can be a list of about 16 or 18 guys. Uh, At any point, we can see, you know, the Chase Elliott's or the Kyle Larson's from Hendrick leading. We can see any of the Joe Gibbs guys like Hamlin, Kyle Busch. They can lead Ross Chastain you know, guys like that, Tyler Reddick's one that comes to mind. So just within so many different organizations and cars and teams, it doesn't feel like there's enough gap um, to really say, Hey, this guy looks like he could be the guy. I think it's a pretty wide open race in that, that respect. And then I left out actually some Fords, which was, uh, you know, it's not a good idea for me considering that we have two Fords on the front row, Brett is obviously starting first and Joe Logano starting second. So the Fords look strong even this week. So a lot, a lot of viable plays and honestly bit of a crap shoot to figure out figure out who those guys are. So um, with that said, let me get into my plays. As always, I'm going to give you my, my Dominator slash race winner of the week, my favorite tournament play, my favorite value play, and then my fate of the week. Uh, so let's start with the Dominator slash race winner. I'm going to go with Ross Chastain. Um, Ross Chastain starts at, starts 12th at 9200 so a very affordable 9200 which is awesome. Um, that, that makes me more comfortable playing him because, like I said, there's a lot of drivers. That could lead this race and, and you're not killing your, your salary uh, situation with him. Uh, he was extremely fast in the all-star race very, very fast uh, marching t- towards the front before he got into that wreck with Kyle Busch. I think he might have been the guy to win. If you look at his results at Vegas, he was super fast there. He was super fast at Charlotte. Um, probably the best car at Charlotte. All star race. He was extremely fast on the mile and a half. He's been great kansas he finished about seventh a couple of weeks ago so still decent speed on the mile and halves and recent results and uh i just i just think he's a guy that's going to contend for fast laps laps led and potentially win this race I, I think he'll have a good showing and he looked decent overall in practice and everything so i really like ross Chastain. if you're looking for uh to kind of get some early dominator points though you will want to attack that front row as i mentioned passing leader was incredibly difficult in the all-star race so Brack is lastly starting on pole, has a very, very realistic shot at leading the first 30, 40, 50 laps. That's 100% possible. He looked fast in practice, so his car looks to be legit speed-wise. And he's super cheap, so you can play him as a value play. And if he can just lead 30, 40 laps and finish top 10, 12, he's probably going to pay off his price, which is nice. And then Joe Logano probably has the best car here. Based off of practice, You know things can change in the day and the field so close that if he's just a little off, Tomorrow, it it obviously can result in him running 15th instead of winning the race, but he was the fastest car in practice, and then he followed that up by qualifying second. I I believe he's a legit threat to win and dominate, so I I definitely like mixing in Joey Logano there, Um, so those are some uh, a few options um, for that dominator play or race winner. Next up tournament play of the week. I'm going with Alex Bowman. Alex Bowman was the driver. I saw being the second fastest in practice behind Joe Logano. He looked really, really, really fast um, in terms of single car speed or single lap speed. I should say, and he looks strong in five lap average as well. Uh, he starts 17th. So he's going to give us some place differential points, which is probably the reason I like him the most. I think he's a guy that can win this race. And then he's going to give us place differential points. Even if he doesn't, if he can just finish top five, if you look at his teammates, William Byron starting third, Chase Elliott starting sixth, I think Larson's eighth or ninth, so all of them are inside the top ten. He's starting seventeenth. He's in a little bit better position that that sit, you know with with qualifying results. And then eighty four hundred is a great price tag. That's middle middle of the range there. It's right on what your average salary should be. And I think he's a guy that can go out there and potentially win this race. He led one hundred and seven laps at Kansas, ended up finishing fourth in our last mile and a half. And like I said, he was really really fast in practice. So I would not be shocked to see him at the front late in this race, contending for the race win. Next up, value play. Justin Haley starting 31st at 5,700. I love that he's 5,700 because I'm going to want to attack a lot of these 84 to 94, thousand uh, dollars. Drivers so Bowman at 84, Ross Chastain 92, Tyler Reddick maybe at 94. A lot of guys in that range. Maybe some of the ones that give us place differential. Kyle Busch is a guy that gives us good place differential. Christopher Bell. So in order to afford more of those guys in my lineup, I want to kind of pay down with one value play, and that's Justin Haley at 5700. Starting 31st, you you see a guy who's consistently running 18th to 22nd most races, and I always try to do simple math um, when I'm when I'm looking at value plays. If he can get to 19th, which is I think is roughly what his upside should be considered as long as it's not a high carnage race. You know, if he's finishing 19th, that's 24 points for DFS. And then you got 12 place average points. That's 36 points at 5,700. That would be the ideal scenario. If he ends up 23rd, he's still going to score you well at 5,700. And I don't think there's many in his range that are going to do much better than him. Points wise, so I think he's a really safe play, a really really good play, and he has decent upside. Um, so if he could just have a nice clean race like he does typically almost every single week, I think he can be the perfect value play to round out a lineup. And then lastly, my favorite of the week, uh, a couple of guys that are going to see super low ownership. So I, I, I wanted to give you two plays uh, just because I feel like when I give you a play that's only going to be five percent owned, we're not exactly doing enough. Uh, and, and, but so many people are in play this week that I found it hard to say, hey, don't don't play Kyle Larson or don't play Austin Sendrick Bees. theoretically, I think they all have shots to pay off. So I went with two guys that I think have the hardest path to working out. And that's Austin Dillon and Michael McDowell. So Austin Dillon starting seventh, Michael McDowell starting fifth. They're really at the peak of what their finishing upside should be. If one of them are up there contending for a top three finish, I'd be shocked. Not impossible, especially for Austin Dillon, but it's going to come more in like a pit strategy situation where where Austin Dillon won here in 2020 because of pit strategy, right? that's the only way it's probably going to happen whereas there's about 10 to 15 guys that i think are theoretically faster and better and will be better and and tough to contend with so seeing austin dillon pay off his price starting seventh seems very unlikely and mcdowell starting fifth is going to be difficult as well so um they they may have good runs they may finish 11th or something which would be a good day for both of them but i just don't think they have the dfs upside that we want so i'm looking to fade those guys That'll do it for us. I appreciate you guys checking out the video. Um, again, as I said in the beginning, please like the video, subscribe to the Mayo Media Network, and, and leave a comment. And let us know who your picks are and what you think of mine. For my content, you can catch me at Larkin8 on Twitter. Uh, I pretty much post everything I do there. I got a bunch of random things that, that I do, so check that stuff out. And then for my my uh, most of my content is at dailyfanracing.com, though. So Cup, Xfinity, Trucks, F1. Got everything covered there, full breakdowns, rankings, projections podcast about to go do an hour podcast now for the cup race so a lot of stuff that we do over there and uh we try to give you the best best quality stuff on the site so um be sure to check that out as well appreciate you checking out the video and and good luck this weekend